Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Jake. And this is the Jake This of Jake Johansson Podcast. I'm that guy. Let's face it. I know. I'm aware. This week's episode of the podcast, episode 107, is late. It's been happening a little bit. Things happen. Things happen. I may have to, I may have to further change the release date of the podcast to compensate for the fact that earlier in the week is not working for me the way that it used to work for me. Anyway, this week my guest is Alan Havey, who has been on the podcast before. Before we get to Alan, let me tell you where I'm going to be. And so you can make some plans. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., August 7 through 10 at the D.C. Improv. And then the next weekend, August 14, 15, and 16, I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Goodnight's Comedy Club. That's not on my website yet. That's another thing i got to get squared away. But you can Google these things and go to Goodnight's website. If you're in Raleigh, please, please, please help me out and com- please compensate for my shortcomings if you, if, you, if you can. If you can. This isn't the first time I've asked for that. Um, August 21 through 23, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at Morty's Comedy Club, so come on out in Indianapolis. Hopefully I'll be on the Bob and Tom show there. Uh, those guys are awesome, and that's always a good time. Meanwhile, where am I right now? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, or technically, I think maybe even Scottsdale, and I'm doing a corporate event. I'm hosting uh, a corporate event here. I should, I'm should i not going to say the name of the company, but if you're listening because you came to that, I thank you for that. I, I just don't want to, you know, you don't want to mix this kind of nonsense with the corporate world of high-powered thinkology and salesmanship. Anyway, that is a pleasure, and so thanks to everybody who was in attendance at that and to everyone else who's listening, and this is a big mysterious thing. That part is over now. My guest this week is Alan Havey. He's been on the podcast before, and I'll be honest, I was jammed for time. I thought I was going to be able to get a get a podcast episode in with Nigel, in which case this would have been on time, but uh, Nigel bailed at the last minute, and Alan was nice enough on our ride down to the Comedy Magic Club uh, last Saturday night where we were both doing some sets um, as part of their anniversary month. It's really a fun time. 20 comics, everybody has five minutes. They ring a bell at the end, and then the next comic comes on. And Alan and I drove down together, and so I recorded our conversation on the drive down, and so there is a little bit of, it's you can hear that we're in a car, because we are in a car. And that's part of the whole thing. I think the word, ladies and gentlemen, and I use it in the podcast, and I'm recording this after that, so I know that that is going to happen when I say now that the word, I believe, is verisimilitude. Um, but you can correct me on that if you want. If you're that kind of person, good luck with that. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life correcting people on their vocabulary. I hope, I hope, you, really, I hope you really have a good time and it all turns out great for you. Anyway, Alan's on the show. We had a conversation on the way down. We had a small conversation on the way back. I give to you those as part of this, a belated episode, number 107. Thank you, and here we go. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, on the air. No, I'm in the car. I know. You know, I don't think... I think it's illegal to have a podcast and a moving vehicle and I don't find to Venice. I don't think it is illegal. I'm doing the engineering. All you got to do is talk, right? Yeah, but I'm... Okay. So where's the shortcut? Straight Rolling ahead. with the hay. Just keep going straight. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful Saturday here in uh, Southern California. Lovely. It's a lovely Saturday. We're heading down to the Comedy Magic Club to do show business. Heading down, meaning down south, folks. Yeah, heading down south. That's right. That's right. 
We have a south here. We have down south here in California. I think no matter where you are, there's a south and a north. Hmm. Key West? Gotcha. Well, there's not more. <laughs> Zing. I'm on fire tonight. There is a south from there. You can go south from Key West. You went up in Cuba. Even though I'm operating a motor vehicle, I still have it. You do still have it. Yeah. That is true. You do still have it. Got the windows out, oh, open, so there may be a little bit of street noise. But I think that adds to the verisimilitude. Really? Of the, yeah, I don't know. I'm not positive I use that word correctly, but just keep going straight here, shortcut-wise. So the reason we're doing this is because you wanted to leave so early. Yeah, you're not a vehicle. Just go ahead, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of bike. They just run the stop signs yeah. like that all the time. I know. They want, and I, listen, I love giving bikers right away. Me too. But your vehicle, you, you got to that. You got to obey the signs. Back he just, path. He just rode through, didn't even look. No. No, he just assumed I was going to stop. But you're not allowed to run stop signs, are you, Alan? No, you're not. I usually don't. But let me tell you something. You know, when a pedestrian, you stop for a pedestrian, and they walk as if you're not there, like they're really slow, and they're not old or infirmed. Uh-huh. And they sometimes they stop and check their phone, and they look at you and give you a look like, so what? That is when I would never do it, but I would like just to run them, just to see the look in their face. Well, all I want to say to those people is, look, I know you have a car. You're not just a person who walks around and acts like a jackass because everybody else has a car and you don't. You have a car, and later on you're going to be in your car. So is that how you want pedestrians to behave exactly. when you're in your car? Hmm. I know. Well, I'm glad we worked that out. I'm sorry. You have the right No, he's got a stop sign. God bless you. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of traffic talk this episode. Yeah. Well, what we're doing, I see I was going to leave later, and so I would have had time to do a little bit of podcasting in my office by myself, but it wouldn't have been as good because you wouldn't have been on it. I'm straight ahead, right? Yeah, straight ahead. Keep doing it. This is beautiful. We're on 4th Street. I'm learning a shortcut. If you're going to, this one is going to seem weird, but trust me, we're avoiding some stuff. I, I trust you. You've been out here a long time. Yeah, we're going through the marina. Marina I love. I'll yeah. go through the marina. You're I've done that. Like All the way to Fiji? Um, I don't know the names of those streets in there. Uh, I just know uh, how to... I don't know how to... I don't know what it's called, but I know how to do it. Right. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, we're driving all the way down here. It's a big show. 20 comedians, each doing five minutes. It's the uh, 36th anniversary yeah, that of the Comedy Magic Club. And what they do on these weekends is they invite 20 comedians to come down this way. Yep. And everybody gets up to those five minutes, and comedians don't go over because they actually ring a bell. I know. They're, they do try and ring the bell on a pause or at, a, at the end of a punchline. You know what I mean? They don't, yeah. they don't ring the five-minute bell exactly at five minutes. Left yeah, here. yeah, make a left here. Now, and that's what I love, but I know comedians. See, this is the bell for you comedy fans. Comedians get on stage, and they get in such a groove that their ego does not understand what time is. Well, you're talking about the people who ignore the light, because usually the signal is a light. It, I feel like nowadays, just take your phone on stage and set a timer so you can look down at the stool and your phone and have it record your set. Record your set. On the stool, you look down, you see how much time you have left, how much time you did, and you're in charge of your own destiny. These nowadays, there was used to be people were like, "Oh, I didn't, I don't have a watch, I didn't see the light." Right. Those people. Guy, I worked in Tahoe with a guy. Said, "I don't have a watch." I go buy one, and then they put a digital watch and said, so "He went over five to seven minutes, five to seven minutes." And what well, doesn't seem like a lot in in the context of your human lifetime. No, it doesn't. But it's huge on a show. 
Yeah. No, we're not going to run you over. Don't worry. Um, I know a guy who was supposed to do 40 minutes apiece, and he had one of those timers. He had the iPhone. He was technically all set up. Uh-huh. And he kept looking down, and then it was 40, 42, 44, 48. Finally got off at 50 minutes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, now, here, you'll make a left. Okay. That's the worst, is when it's... You're... you're that's like a co-headlining situation. Yes. You guys are both... So somebody's got to go first, and somebody gets to go on last. Now gets to, has to, whatever. I don't know which one of those is the better I, spot I in the show like that. I don't care going on first. I don't either. I but if you they, go they on first, you've got to stick to your time. Absolutely. Here's what you do. How do I do? I, one guy told me, I can't do 40 minutes because you're just doing an hour. I said, I'll tell you how to do it. He goes, what? Go, do your best 38 and then wrap it up. That's what you do. Be- yeah. Your best 38. Skip your fe- skip. If you usually do an hour, skip your first 20. Exactly. Or do do your first two you usually do, and then cut to your 17, and then cut to 26. A lot of people are machines like that. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I could do it exactly the way you're saying. But, but yeah, it, it, there's no excuse for not doing your time. And it is really rude when you go on first. It's like you're... you're because sometimes the show has to end at a certain time. In Vegas, a lot of times that's yes. the case. And in, uh, when I was doing this comedy festival, they had another show on after us. Yeah. So now you're making the crowd outside wait 10 minutes longer. And they're not coming to see you. They're seeing someone else. Absolutely. Right. So you're now you're punishing people who are not even present. There was a, at the improv, they had an 8 o'clock show, 10 o'clock show. The guy was still on stage at 10.15 from the 8 o'clock show. Naughty. Because he was doing so well. Not cool. Who Who is a person who, and I don't want you to name names, but... I just don't get... This person is deceased. I'm not even going to mention it. <laughs> oh, now. Now Let's it's a go through game. Because the, <laughs> there are... There's, there's less so dead comedians than there are live comedians at this point, I feel like. Don't you think? There are less dead comedians? No, I think it's catching up. I think uh, we've lost a lot of comedians in the last five years. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. In our, in our kind of peer group. And younger. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. Mostly lifestyle. Yeah, that so. lifestyle is brutal. You got to watch out for it. They, that's what I would say. Is everybody acts like those free drinks are a benefit, but they could be a job hazard. They could be a job. It's hazard. like mashed potatoes at a buffet. <laughs> mashed potatoes may be slightly less dangerous, but no. But that's what they. You know, you fill up on the potatoes. You can't eat the uh, crab legs. So if you're taking advantage of the free drinks, what are you missing out on? Chicken fingers. Um, you're missing out on life. That's what you're missing out on. Yeah, you're sleeping in. You're missing a lot of great life mm-hmm. that happens in the morning time. Have your drink later, after your set. It's you definitely it. you want to have your drink after your set. There are some people, though, who have passed away, and they've stuck to that rule, I think. I, mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we got down this road. What do you mean this road? This is the road we're supposed to be on. You mean no, verbally? The, yeah, metaphorically. Metaphorically? In our... In the context For of our conversation, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, what are your favorite? I, I had it, I had down as a note somewhere that you and I were going to go over the sweetest rooms in show business. Didn't you have this idea that that was you only wanted to play in the nicest rooms? Like nowadays, who doesn't? Who doesn't just want to do nice rooms, right? I don't think there's a. Do you have a few stinkers that you're still playing? Uh, no, I'm not. I whittled it down. Yeah. Yeah. Improv Hollywood Improv, Comedy Magic Club, the Comedy Cellar in New York, uh, Lake Tahoe, the Improv at Harvey's, and Vegas. 
the improv at uh, Harris. Those are your only ones? you Because you're, you're an actor now. And Borgata in New Jersey. Oh, I've never done the Borgata. Oh, that sounds, that sounds nice. 900 people, one show a night. They usually bring in a big music act on the weekend, so they pay you, but you don't have to work Friday or Saturday. Wow. So, so then I, you know, I go to the city and do some work there. Tuxedo? Do you have, do you have no, a word? tuxedo. What are you crazy? Nobody wears a tuxedo anymore. No. Who were you saying? Was it? Did you say Robert Klein had all those tuxedos, or was it somebody else? Alan King. Alan King. But when he passed away, Alan King had 186 tuxedos, or 64 tuxedos, something ridiculous. 64 would be a, 186 is absurd, but 64 I, is a lot. A lot. That's absurd. Alan King's been wor- was working since the 50s in a tux. So I'm not saying he's he's not pretty. I'm just saying. Okay. So I mean, I think me, he's great. You just call me a liar. What? An over exaggerator. That's what you're. Saying. No, that's not what I meant. I, I just meant that's a staggering amount of tuxedos. It is. It's a lot. But you know what? He had a big house. He must have. That's and what I was going to say. Closet to put them in. If I had sixty-four tuxedos, I'd have like five shirts and a, pair, and a few pair of pants. That's all I got room for in my closet. <laughs> One hundred eighty-six tuxedos, five shirts. That's it. One well, pair of shoes. Well, no. When I when where's you say, my other black sock? Can you imagine? <laughs> when you say you have, I was counting the shirts that go with each tuxedo as part of the shirts. I've met five shirts outside of my tuxedo shirts. In other words, I would be wearing a tuxedo. I'd be wearing a tuxedo right now. Which we're not doing. We're not wearing tuxedos no, down in the comedy room. By the way, a little personal stuff. My wife uh, talked to Belinda. My wife. Uh, about uh, coming over pancakes on Sunday. Your wife already talked to my wife? No. She talked to me. said, find out when Jake's in town a good Sunday. They can come over around 10, 30, 11. Yeah, that'd be great. The pancakes. i got to bring the kid along. You know that, right? Nola yeah. is invited. She loves pancakes. Are you guys allergic to cats? Um, I am a little bit. Well, How many cats you got? So you can't come, but... Uh, How many cats you got? Just one. I'll probably be okay. All right. You think you can vacuum it down? Do you have any claret you, you, you know Claritin? The pancake is very absorbent, so you can use it as a hanky. I need one... And then eat it. I need one pancake as the cat oh, wiper. Hang, hang on a minute. Siren. Where do you think it... Okay, your... you people. Clear out. There's a siren coming over to the side. Hold on. Let me just take care of this. This lady looks like she's used to dealing with people like you. Uh-huh. Yeah, siren, here it comes. Don't eyeball me, lady. Not my fault. Fire truck. Fire truck, yeah. Okay, we got the green arrow. This is what I like. See? You love it. It's like the fire truck. (laughs) The fire truck cleared the way. Uh Uh-huh. Cleared the path. This is what happens when you roll with the have. The magic. Yeah. Rolling with the have, that's a good title for this episode. Did you, uh, did I tell you I have to get a tux? I think you mentioned okay. that you were going to the Emmys, okay. the Emmy Awards. I, just, I didn't know. TV's Emmy Awards. That's right. Because you've got, it's not a secret that you're in a TV show, is it? No, it's not a secret. You're in uh, Mad Men. Yes. Some and people say it like that. I say Mad Men. Yeah. Mad okay. Men. They Some invited say the Mad cast Men. and they're giving me a, a budget to buy a tux and shoes and get my hair done. you got to buy a tux, right? You're not going to rent a tux. I think, no, I... I I think I'm going to rent it because I don't want to squeeze the company. You know, they're nice enough to give them money. I think if I run a nice tux, because I don't go to black tie events. This could be the beginning, though. It could be, but I can't sit there and go, well, the rest of my life is all set. I was on Mad Men and they were nominated for an Emmy. I should say we were. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, hey, I'm saying you get the tux. Yeah. You get you, you get the tux and you that's, have it. That's, you're saying you're joining the future of the rest of your life. You Now you're a guy with a tux. Now they call you up and go, hey, hey, Have, 
Hey the Have. Hey the Have. We need you. Hey the Have. We need you to host our gala fundraiser benefit thing with Barack Hussein Obama and Rudy Giuliani in New York City. We're trying to raise money to, you know, pave another something. No, we're trying to help. There's people. so many guys on the list. I don't know about Ray that. Romano, Jerry Seinfeld, and you. Do they have tuxedos? I don't have a tuxedo anymore. I used to have one. I used to have one too. It's funny. That's that's where we're, that's where the point in our life where we've worn out one tuxedo. Honey, yeah, we already went through a period of tuxedo. Yeah. I was hoping it was gone forever. You have 64 of them though. You can't wear one out because you're not. Even if it's in heavy, even if it, even if you're rotating them. You, you're not going to wear out a tuxedo. I should have contacted the state, the estate of Alan King, and said, "I'm sorry for your loss." The world of comedy. <laughs> he was a an inspiration to several generations of comedians. Can I have a tux? Or just what do they go for? Maybe you could. Here's a. This is our second siren. Yeah, not good. Someone went down or a building. I always pray that it's a false alarm. <laughs> get there, and it's a couple kids like our gang. He just oh, laughing. We're sorry. Oh, I wanted to get out of school early, except it's uh, Saturday, so there is no school. Now I keep going down here to yeah. the end, and then Fiji. Yeah, this is Bowie. We go down to Fiji. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. You're following along on your Google Maps. No, I don't have a Google Map. No, I'm saying to the listeners, this is another. This, these could all be part of the same kind of terrible thing that's happened. They're heading to the beach. Yeah. Somebody got badly sunburned. <laughs> could be. Could be. I always assume shark attack. But I could be wrong about that. I no. hope it's not tsunami. We're definitely in the tsunami zone right oh, now. you stop. Now, what I like to do when we get up down here a little further, do you like to go down uh, Lincoln to Poplar or do you like to go over Beachway? When we get down here to Jefferson, you ever go that way? No. I'm going to show you some new stuff. Oh, Wow. Wow, this is exciting. Wait, I go to I go to Lincoln, yeah. and then stand in the public. Just go down one. Yeah, what do gonna, you do? We're gonna go down here and get on Lincoln, and then we're gonna take a right when we get down to that wetlands before we go up the. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, now you're gonna this, like this better. This is exciting. I didn't even know there was a street that it could take me to the wetlands. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Which now maybe if you like how this works out, time for another nicotine lozenge. It sure is, folks. You know what? Instead of smoking a cigarette. Mm, here's do what I do. Get a four gram nicotine lozenge, put it on your tongue, you get that little lift. The same thing a cigarette gives you without the messy smoke and tar and lung cancer and why does daddy carry a tank? Yeah. And nicotine lozenges. Suck them if you got them. That's right. Right? We, we would have won World War II if they had nicotine lozenges. Well, think about all those poor boys that were, you know, they'd always say, you know, they they aim at him because they could see the glow of the cherry on the end of the cigarette. Oh, no, you're talking about three on a match. Well, that was invented by a match manufacturer in World War One. I'm not. I wasn't. I was talking about just the glowing end of the cigarette. But yeah, three on your match is a similar type of thing. And this is always a little bit of a gambit as you come around this corner. There is no gambit. Yeah, you just going right. You, yeah, nice. There I like the way no you gambit. did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Southern California. This is uh, this is a fascinating podcast. You know, people are going to like it. You'll we're, see. We're you're a charming character. I believe you're. <laughs> I know you've had it. I know, know you've usually, had it. And here's the thing. What I love about this gig is it's about a 45 minute drive. Yeah. To an hour. And usually we can just shoot the shinola. Or no, usually I'm on my own. This is the first time we've been in a car together. 
Is this our first car trip together? Yeah. We never did a gig in the old days? Nope. No. No, I was on the uh, East Coast. You were on the West Coast. Yeah, I just thought we might have... I was handling the ladies on the East Coast, and you were seducing the ladies of San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know how good I was seducing them. I, I seduced a few ladies uh, a early when days. I was doing my talk show, and you were a guest back in 1991, 92. Well, that's when the, that's when it took off for me, but I started right, wait, comedy in 82. Wait a minute. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm still... I have a thought. This is the wind-up. Shall we roll up the windows and turn on the AC? Yeah, let's do it. Let's live. Uh, I'm thinking of your listeners. They don't want to hear traffic. Let's live. No. Yeah, if they're so still Jake here, I don't was, think they care uh, about the wind noise. No, I'm talking to the listeners now. Jake came in to do a spot. Every single woman in the joint got up and went over. I was young. Another siren. Yeah, and walked in. They had to call the police. They had to. That's how. <laughs> I don't believe the police were called. But All the ladies just were smitten with Jake Johansson. The only other time that happened was uh, when we had David Cassidy on the show. Wow. That is... This is back when I was I was younger and David Cassidy was younger. He's older than me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But he was still uh, bringing him in. <laughs> still bringing him in. Yeah. The lady still wanted to meet him, and he was still good-looking then. Soaking him down. 1990, I feel like I'm holding up pretty okay. So now we've made a I mean, right. I wouldn't... Yeah, what is this street? This is uh, Jefferson... Never made a ride on Jefferson. Yeah, or it joins up with Jefferson. Yeah, you're gonna love this way to come down here because it's uh, much more scenic and relaxed. It may take a little longer, five minutes longer, but but it can also be shorter. Five minutes—that's a whole set. <laughs> on this night, Ring the that's bell. the funny thing. We've spent way more time talking on this than we're gonna spend on today's stage, and we're each doing two shows. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's heavy night. Last night. I had a set where right about 10 minutes before I got panic stricken. About what? Uh, about going on. And it rarely happens. But I had some stage fright about 15 years ago I dealt with. And and then I went out. And I was, I, you know, I was fine. But I had one of the best reactions I've ever had in that room. Audience response. Audience, audience response. Did you, were you going off crowd. the cuff or did you just... Uh... I, I, no, I had a, an idea what I was doing. I did a few things off the cuff. It's five minutes. I even I know, you can't... Crowd work material, I do it. I zip it in and never go over the bell. Right, but and five minutes. it was minutes. great. It was great. And people were saying, you should get nervous every night. But it was a great crowd. Everybody was crushing last night. I, I didn't so realize fun. you had battled stage fright. Oh, yeah, in my like early to mid-40s. So in 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 your career, in the meat of your career, right? Probably. It just kind of came on as a thing that oh, now I'm, I just occurred to me to yeah, be afraid of this. You know, there was nothing I was doing. Uh, there were no diet changes, no new drugs, no new alcohol. It was just I uh, I don't know where it came from, and I just toughed it out and went away. You know, huh. people said you should get hypnotized. You're gonna go to a shrink. I go, I don't want to leave this on a shrink's couch. I don't get hypnotized. I want to know what this is. I want to. I want to be in the middle of this, and I got through it. Yeah. This is kind of cool. This yeah, well, uh, route we're well, doing. Well, it's like going through Mayberry. You're early on in the in the beauty and the spectacle of this ride, so you see where we're coming up here, and we're going to turn as that sign says. We're going to follow that I've around. I've been to Playa Del Rey, but from other areas, not from that road. Yeah. Oh, this is. You know, once you get out of Los Angeles, go to these little towns. It's just. Regular America. It's not groovy Hollywood. Yeah, this is some this is some sweet little spots down here. 
So straight ahead? No, you're going to follow. You see how the road curves around? The, those oh, okay. arrows, you can stay in this lane or get in that lane. So this lane is a turn lane. We're do both arrows. We want to turn. We, we want to turn. turn. Yeah. We don't want to go straight. No. Look, we can get an Italian ice right now. You ever been in there? Italian that food? Italian food place? No, how is it? Um, it's okay. The atmosphere of it is pretty great. Or used to be. It's been a while since I've been in there. How many years? Could be super great. More than ten. But oh. that's the thing. That comes with age. Don't you think, Alan, were you, were, you, were you sitting there remembering things and you think, oh, that was two, three years ago we did that. No, no. it was 15 years ago. Yeah. It happens when you get older. Yeah. It all blurs together. It's like it's like all your all your memories are in one big pile. It's like if you keep all your clothes in a pile in the closet. It's, it's right over there in the pile. You know, it's funny. You talk to a comedian, a young comedian, you think they've been at it, you know, five, six years. How long have you been doing this? 20 years, 17 years. So they started when they were 18. So yeah. They're 38 and they're already a 20-year veteran. Some kids now uh, take classes at 12 years old. Am I making old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah, them. Follow these? Yep, okay. you're doing it. Um, you know, and they start at 12 or 13, so by the time they're 23, they get 10 years under their belt. Can you imagine? That seems ridiculous to me. But it's true. I mean, you know, if you're a kid or you have a, a son or daughter, they're 12, 13, and they have, you know, comedy, uh, theater at school, or, you know, they have, what do mm-hmm. they call it, improv games or theater games. They have all these things now where people compete in theater games and improv. You start them that young. By the time they're out of college, they're like a 10-year veteran of performing. Right, but are they really a 10-year veteran? Because they've been doing a lot of other... They're not the 10-year... Like, when I've been doing comedy for 10 years, I had some kind of life experiences in some bars. I mean, I don't think when you're a 7-year veteran and you just turned 20, you know, you still haven't really spent very much time in a bar or comedy club. No, but you have stage time, and that's what it is. It's stage time. This is gorgeous. Yeah. So we're going along the beach road. Yeah, that's LAX on our left. I've never seen LAX on the beach side. I don't yeah. think I've ever been here. I've only lived out here 20 years. This beach down here is called Dockweiler Beach. Any and good? It's pretty It's is pretty it great because... Heal the Bay? Is the water clean? Yeah, yeah, the water's fine. Right up ahead here, just a little bit further... Uh, go ahead, got, pull right in front of me. I don't mind. They've got uh, fire pits, so you can have a fire on the beach out here. Legally? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to be off the beach. I think they close at nine or ten. So, in the summertime, when it's light until eight thirty, yeah. like as soon as it gets dark, you got to light the fire, and you know, That's no chug your beer because you got to get out of there. I mean, if you're drinking beer, uh, beer is illegal still in this part of the beach. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You'd be doing being a naughty. So this used to be a neighborhood right here on our left. You know, you can see these. That that right. was a street, and then and when they obviously all down with the airport. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I had my first beer last night, like a month. How'd you like it? It was unbelievable. I've had them in there since Christmas. Like a like a bunch of cases of Stella Artois. I've had other beers, but were I'm you not... just completely off the booze altogether? Every now and then, I'll just say, you know, I'm not going to drink for a month. Uh-huh. And just, uh huh. Just just for the hell of it. Yeah. Sure. So last night I broke that. It's been over a month. And I had one stellar uh, trois, and it was cold. It was in the bottle. God, it was good. You think you'll do a, a beer tonight? I might. I might have a beer tonight. Do you just had one last night? I might have a beer at the club. I might go crazy. There's some guys now, some young comedians, 10-year veterans, not old enough to have a beer. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Yeah, they're still drinking <laughs> There's a young guy who was like 24, 25. He was a guitarist. Really good. This is years ago. He's in his 40s now. 
He said, I have to have four Jack Daniels before I go on and perform. Four? Yeah, four. Holy cow. And that's said, you know, that's if, hammer time. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit out of it after four of those. If you get if you get more work, you're going to have to have eight Jack Daniels. I go, that's, you're on the wrong road. Well, that's what they say. You know, if you if you start that thing and then you start to feel like you have to have it in order to perform, yeah, I do what you're doing. Yeah. Changing lanes because it's a magic lane. But look what we got ahead of us. I see we're heading into uh-huh. a little bit of traffic here. Well, a little bit of traffic. It's like it's like Patton in Sicily. Yeah, it's just endless. You know what? I didn't just, see this coming. You didn't see this coming. Now, it's never been like Wait this on my way down here before. It's a beach day. It's Saturday. It's about ten to six. This is when people are leaving the beach. No, this is not when people are leaving the, the beach. The whole purpose this of is arriving at your place early was to go to. The uh, anniversary show, and we didn't tell the people this part. You get there and you sign up. They don't give you the order. It's first come, first served. So that's why I picked you up early. Right. Let's just say, if worst comes to worst, we're the guys who have to call and say, look, we're in a traffic jam. We're going to be up, be there a little late. Oh, we're special. I've done that. I did that last week. You're just upset with yourself now, aren't you? I don't like, I'm, I'm like you. I don't want to have to ask for a special favor at the show. I'm a guy who's like, look, this is how the, this is how the dice rolls. This is what's going to happen to you tonight. I'll go on last if I have to. But tonight, you have an audition tomorrow on a Sunday. You have an audition on a Sunday. And so you can't go on late because you need to get home and get your sleep. So you don't wake up looking any worse than you do already. <sighs> yeah, you, you have to give up all my shit, don't you? You have to what do you mean? I have an audition tomorrow. It's a Sunday. That is so weird. I've it is weird. I don't know if life. I've ever had an audition on a I've Sunday. I've never had one, but uh, I got an email from my management team. Mm-hmm. I have a whole team. With, that's good news that your team is active on a Saturday. Yes, and they send it. Send me an email. There's an audition tomorrow. Apparently, they got to get this movie cast pronto. Well, you said it was an independent? Independent film. And they're they're under the gun. Apparently, if they have a casting call on a Sunday, well, actually, it's kind of nice because there's no traffic to Hollywood. But here on the beach, we hit traffic. It's ridiculous right now. I mean, but let's just let's just play this up and see how it's see how it happens. No, uh, do you think we need to right now? Why not? Yeah, good. You're right. Why not? You're let's right. Let's call the club. We're special. Okay. We're you special. know what? It's yeah. It's like see, it's kind of old. Well, there's a light up here. There's a traffic light, so we're trying to yeah, get through. It's like it's a beach. Yeah, hmm. We we took one shortcut that really helped us, but let's take another shortcut that is not going to help us. This this oh, way, motorcycles want to get through. Yeah, There's let no them through. Room in between the cars. I feel like you got to let a guy. Yeah, let, I'm letting them through. Let Look him. at the next. Yeah. yeah you got oh, two there's trucks. two of them. Yeah, two guys in BMWs. One of these Their guys jackets goes are too nice. Yeah, they're pretty new. Well, that yeah, guy's second bike, bike is brand new. Brand new. His jacket doesn't even have any lint on it. His first day out riding. You see a biker, there's no lint on his jacket. You can pretty much kick his ass. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's hard to kick a guy's ass who's wearing a helmet. Well, I don't know if you. I, don't, I mean, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying. Where do you punch a guy wearing you a helmet? You me? You don't punch. You kick him right in the knee. He goes down with that helmet, and then you bang the helmet. Oh, he goes down. Well, that's where you could break his leg, and that's all that's going to happen. He's not going to. He's not. You're not going to fall and get it. What are you kicking him in the knee for? I thought hurts. you were trying to break his leg. It hurts. No, he just Dang. hurt his leg. Then you can take his bike and run off with it. Of course, I'm saying <laughs> this in the of, car. My own thoughts. Air yeah. What kind of an action movie are you I'm in? I'm really a. No. You're going to steal. He's going to knock a guy down. Steal his bike. You don't. He's got a helmet. 
You're going to pull his helmet off and put it on I, then when I you really steal his bike? I don't see any light. It's just endless cars. It's it's not good what's happening to us right now. I mean, wow. I, I'm, not, I'm the first. You weren't thinking, were you? I've done this a million times. On a Saturday? Yeah. At 5.30? Yeah, I've gone down to Comedy Magic to do shows this way a bunch of times. It's but not yeah, we've got it this time. It's not going to be as bad as you think with her outfit. She's, she's very attractive. Yeah, the are... new butt. The new butt. They can show their butt now with the shorts. Look at those shorts. They're super short. Yeah. That's a that's a third of a moon hanging down. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's not some important things showing. I mean, not that those aren't important, what we saw. What do you mean? I don't it's know what I mean. What am I talking important about? Important areas of the body. Yeah. That's where, you know, they sit. That's where they get their spankings. <laughs> Get their spankings. Well, sometimes they're naughty and they need to be spanked. Yeah, I've never, I've never had a lady who wanted to be spanked. Ah, uh, I remember when I had to spank her a specific way, in a specific area on her butt, and then afterwards I had to take baby powder and put it on. She was nuts. She'd go nuts. You know, every time she came over, I said to make sure I had baby powder. All right, you're naughty. One time I was impatient. All right, you're a naughty girl. Let's get spanked. Let's go. Let's go. I got a reservation for dinner. See that you can have fires on the beach. Here's the, this guy selling firewood. He's an entrepreneur. Why would you want a fire on a beach? It's like 85 degrees out. The sun's shining. Everybody likes a fire when it gets dark. It's but prime. you said it's they close the beach at dark. Not at dark. They close it at nine or ten. So not nine. Nine o'clock and there's still light in the sky. Well, look. You got to. You light your fire. You have your fun. Oh, and then this you go. is not good. We don't have any. Ch- the- we're not. We're not going to get to the show on time. We got to call. Yes, we will. We got to call. It's five fifty-five. Time to meditate. Yeah, I, you were going to call already. I don't know why you didn't call yet. Uh, because I'm in a moving car. The problem with this is now I'm going to have to edit this phone call out of the podcast. Maybe not. Maybe right. not. I mean, why should I? Really? Okay. Three one zero three. Don't don't say that. Oh, okay. you can. It's a comedy club. You can say the phone number. Three one zero three seven two eleven ninety three. I hope that's right. Rocking the flip phone. What did I say? 310-372? Yeah, I think so. 1193. Right, I'm calling now. Rocking the flip phone. You hey, Al, go to the scenic route. Let's go by and... Look. So, Comedy and Magic Club. I'm looking it up on my phone. I already got him on the line. Transferred to the opera. Okay. You got him. You transferred to the opera. Tell him. Tell Hi, him, this is Alan Havy. Tell him about me too, would you? And I'm I'm in the car with Jake Johansson, and Jake took us on a scenic route to get to the club by the beach, and he really screwed up. And and we're we're uh, you know, I we're inching along. Yeah, we don't think of ourselves as special, although we are. So we're. We want to be, like, close to each other on the first show and the second show, if that's possible. What you're trying so to get out can, of there. If you if you can get us on the second show as early as possible, and the late show anywhere you... Well, hopefully right at showtime. I think we're going to be there before you, then. Really? It, you should we'll see. see. The I it's think when we get past cars. here, yeah, it's Hold not going to be... Yeah, I know. We're a line of cars. Jake took us by the beach for the scenic route. It's nice. Yeah, but everybody's leaving the beach. You want to get in that lane. It's so, if you can do that for Alan Havy and Jake Johansson, uh, thanks. She's going to check. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, has anybody filled out the form yet? 
Okay. Oh, geez, there's already people there? <laughs> yes, this is why I told you to go early. Comedians have nothing to do. Well, I didn't know that this was going to happen. This is, this is a... This is... Yeah, there's a light up there. I feel like you're a little right. bit of a complainer, really. You uh, want to be in that right, lane, I'm though. With Jake Johansson. Could you change lanes? Hang on. I'm on the phone. Stop <laughs> talking. Edit this out. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm with Jake Johansson. He went down the scenic route by the beach near the airport, and we're stuck in hellacious traffic. Well, I'm stuck on you. Okay. Uh, what numbers are up there? <laughs> I 12, uh, 13. Put Jake on 12 and me on 13. Okay, that's nice. Is that the early show? And put put Jake number 9 for the early show and me 11. Uh, Jake, me 11. Thank you. And tell the comedians that we had an emergency. Yeah. If they ask. Because some of them have an attitude. I think you need to put your blinker on. Thank you. Bye. Do you see how everybody's going in that lane? Yeah. Yeah. Something. Something happened. There's been a. There's been a snafu. No. Everyone's getting in this lane, and now there's no snafu. They're getting out of this lane. But look at this one moving. Yeah. I told you this. This there's is going to no break snafu. up. It's going to break up. Yeah. It's going to break up. Oh man, we're moving. This feels good. That's a great feeling. After it you does sit feel in the good. Car and you start going. Whee! Even if you're only going 10 miles an hour. I'm tempted to have one of these lozenges, but four milligrams seems like a lot. Dude, but you don't. Please. You got to work up to it, don't you? When was the last time you smoked pot? Uh, I did. I had a puff of pot a little while ago. Did you really? Not too long ago. On the way home, guess what we're doing? No. What no. do you mean, no? I, we're not doing that. On the way home after the shows, right? Driving in a car? No. You're driving? No. A puff a pot, me driving. Are you kidding me? I'm not doing that. Dude, I was... I, I drank Ripple. <laughs> you drank one Stella Artois and you wrote a poem about it. And now... Yeah. Now you want to smoke That's pot. That's beer. Pot is... Yeah. Well... Pot is my best friend. Actually, really? It's no, it's not. Who is your best friend? Uh, I know it's not me. Me? Yeah, your own, you're your own yeah, best friend. Uh, okay, all right. Let's work our way down the list. Your wife, blah, blah. She's got to be on the list. No, right? my wife? My best friend? Are you kidding me? I tried to explain to my wife that that's a whole... She's in another category. It's like you're not in the category yeah. of where you are as one of my friends. You're another th thing. You're my queen. You're on a list of only one. There's only one of you, and that's you. Yeah. Now, can I make a left here in Imperial? Or do I go straight ahead? Well, the idea would be to go straight ahead, but it seems like a lot of people are going left. You couldn't make a left here and go over to Sepulveda and do do as you wanted to do okay. to begin with. Thank you. Yeah. We'd be there now. We'd be at the club. We want to be special. Chilling out. Guys. Actually, we would have probably just got to the club right now, which is when you called. Yeah. But you got us on 11 and 12 in the late show. You couldn't do better than that. They, they were filled up. Guys came in and filled up the 11 or 12 where they called ahead. Apparently, a lot of people. They called ahead. They might have. Why didn't you call ahead? I. I'm trying to live an egalitarian lifestyle. I know. It's tough. It's tough to be us. That's my versatility. We got an arrow now. Let's move people. Yeah, there's no need to honk. I didn't honk. I was just in case you were thinking about it. Oh, right. So you're the thought police now? Jake Johansson? 
Yeah. Preemptive strikes. Oh, you could have gone straight. Look, it's wide open down there now. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah, well, we're getting out of here. We're getting off this road. That's all we need to care about. Yeah. Yeah, we could have gone straight down. Every move today has been wrong. Venice was great. I picked you up at your home. We negotiated Venice like champions. Yeah, well, Lincoln was... Saturday, people aren't going out yet. It's only six I, There was some kind of spectacular snafu down there. We got caught in some... There's something else down there. It's not clear. It wasn't... That's not how it always is every Saturday. Trust me, I've driven that way a million times. But on the bright side, I think I can use this tape to get us cast in the next odd couple on Broadway. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Would you do it? Would no, you do a Broadway I, show? No, but I'd do a new Netflix uh, show. Oh, yeah, I would love to do a Netflix show. Yeah, they, they pay you money, and people can watch any time, and you still get to go to the Emmys. Do you get to go to the Emmys if you're on a Netflix show? If you're nominated. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know, you could go if you're nominated, but I didn't know. You watch House of Cards on Netflix? Yeah, I did. They're all going. They're all going. They're nominated, yeah. huh? Yeah, the show's nominated. Remember when there used to be Cable Ace Awards and then they just decided that was ridiculous? It got absorbed. That's that's yeah. now part of the Emmys. Yeah. Were you nominated for Cable Ace? I was a million years ago. Did you win? Uh, no, I didn't win. How many times were you nominated? Uh, just one time. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. How many times were you nominated for a Cable Awards? Twice. Two times. Two times. For my half-hour uh, specials on HBO. Mm-hmm. First uh, year I lost out to... Uh, Paula Poundstone. She's but good. I was nominated. Do we make it right here? No. No, we're going up to Sepulveda, just like you wanted to. Jesus, now. so we all got to go all the way back. It's not that what far. It's just right what up a here. waste, man. Waste of gas. The real waste is you bailed. Green. You bailed on that. On that. I, we could have just... Now i got to have a bucket in my shower for the next month. <laughs> i got a bucket in my shower. But we could have ridden out that plan that I had. Have, yeah. You would have seen a beautiful way to get down. You know what? If you play your cards right, I'll show you how to go back that way. But we're getting high. <laughs> then we'll never make it back. Oh, uh, so what? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with you to your audition. I'll drop you off after. I just the only I only know how to go to the audition. I don't want. You, no, no. See, I'm not taking you to my audition because they'll say that was funny. They'll say, hey, who's that? Is that Jake Johansson? Well, Jake, come on in. Let's talk to you. Hey, Jake would be a perfect father for this role. I'm not doing that. I feel That's like that's how Riser got into diner. Is that right? Yeah. He went with somebody else? He was with uh, Michael Hampton Kane, who's... Uh, Paul Reiser. God bless him, was gone. And, uh, <laughs> I think was, Paul uh, Reiser's still alive. He says, I'm going to go buy some socks at Macy's, and I'm going to go to audition. Reiser had nothing to do. He goes, I'll go with you. Because with comedians, we can go anywhere. Stationery stores, buying socks, and there's always funny. Well, those, those were the days, too. I yeah. mean, now, I can't get my wife to go to friggin' Costco with me, and Costco, I think, is fun. She won't go. But I'll get, I can get comedians and friend, comedian friends will go on that kind of stuff. Can you anyway, go for me? Just give me a big box of cornflakes. I would go with you, but I'm keep not going to go for you. Keep me fed for the winter. Costco. That's sad. Yeah. Um, so what were we talking about? You're Paul talking Reiser about? goes to an audition yeah, with yeah. Michael Hampton Kane. And they had him come in and read. He was there. He goes, you want to come and read? Sure. I'll come and read. He got the part. Cold reading. He just cold read it. Diner. Off of a piece of paper. Diner. Off of a piece Launched of paper. Launched his acting career with many other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Diner. I remember Diner. James Garner. The late James Garner just recently died. 
uh, working at a gas station. A guy across from him was trying to be a producer agent. Mm-hmm. You know, business across street made friends with him. Years later, James Gunner's in L.A. and he sees the guy's name on a building. You know, Paul Allen Associates, whatever the guy's name is. Mm-hmm. And James Garner was wor- met this guy while he was working at a gas station. Yeah, the guy worked across the street. Uh-huh. They became friends. You know, hung out, had lunch together. And uh, no wait. So is this it? No, no. Yeah, Sepulveda. Yeah, this is Sepulveda. Here we go. Relax. Will you calm down? I just want. I couldn't read it so good from where we were. I could read it. <laughs> Ask me. I'm not wearing. Maybe contacts. it's the Sunshine Boys. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. I think Neil Simon has clicked this off. Yeah. A long time ago. Right. We. I don't you think. You know we, your diehard fans when they write and say, "I listened to the entire episode of You and Havy in the Car." You say, uh-huh. "Wow, that's a fan." You that's send great. Him a t-shirt. Send Did him a you sell? Do you know Neil Simon? <laughs> because Neil Simon, from what I heard, is having trouble getting a regular play on Broadway. I am not making that. Are up. Are you kidding me? No. Someone told me that. Someone supposedly in the know. Because uh, now Broadway, it's you know you got to have movie stars. That's what I heard. I hope it's not true. I don't know. Well, that's a good rumor. It's a terrible rumor. It's a horrible rumor. Um, Get back to the James Garner story. James Garner. So he's going by the place, and he sees a guy's name out on this building, like Paul Productions, Paul someone, you know, Associates or whatever. And a woman was there, and she pulled out of a parking spot. And so James Garner pulled in, went in. And he got cast in a road uh, theater show of the Kane Mutiny. Went to Broadway. He was on Broadway working with Henry Fonda uh-huh. and all these other actors. And that's how he got in the business. And he so he wasn't even an actor? No. He just goes, oh, I know that guy from a gas station. I'm going to go say hi yeah, to him. Yeah, well, he said he was going to be, you know, and James Garner worked at a gas station. He did this, you know. It's like Clark Gable did that, sold tires. Worked on an oil rig, you know those guys that just bounce around. Right. Well, that was back in the day where they didn't have enough actors in show business already. They had they plenty still of were, actors. They still were bringing stuff. guys in. Some people at went gas to the movies every week back in no, the 30s. No, but nobody's meeting. Like, who was it that got discovered at the drug Schwab's drugstore? That kind of crap. Where it's like, oh yeah, Lana I, I saw Lana Turner walking around. I made her into a movie star. That's not how it works now. Well, you, well, now listen. you're just—it's just a cat fight. It's like, it's like, Charlie's, pretty ladies. It, picture the movie The Walking Dead, except instead of zombies, they're all hot actresses and they're trying to get into a, an audition. Right. That's that's how show business. You mean works they're hot-looking women? Yes. Attractive women. And 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 dudes. I mean, that's how show business works now. There's not, there's not, no one, no one's like, oh, I was on my break from casting the movie. And uh, when I got my oil changed, I met the guy who's going to be the movie star. That's not how that doesn't happen anymore. It sure does. Does happens it all the time? Yeah. What's example number one? Paul Giamatti <laughs> went, went to Yale School of Drama, studied hard, worked his ass off. Uh huh. And then he was working at Jiffy Lube, and he was playing uh, croquet. Mm. And he ran into uh, Louis B. Mayer when he cast him. <laughs> Louis B. Mayer was dead by the time Paul Giamatti played his first game of croquet. I know that's true. Okay. But I can't Google it. Lee Marvin was in Buffalo, New York. He was a plumber's assistant. They were fixing a toilet in a theater. Not even the plumber! Yeah, he was a plumber's assistant. He wasn't even a headliner. And he's in there, and they said, hey, can you stand and read this theater thing? So Lee Marvin did it. And they said, hey, you're pretty good. And uh, that's how his career took off. They... They were, they were like, could you read this? I know yeah. you're assisting the plumber we, right we, now, we, but could you just come over here yes, for a minute? exactly. That's how it happens. Like, hold up this end of this two-by-four while I nail it in, except <laughs> it be, in a, be in a scene of a play? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Instead of put the plunger down, come over here. Now, here's the thing. Lee Marvin could have sucked. 
could have been horrible. But he, he could have. But he wasn't. You don't hear those Charlie stories. Charlie Theron is wine at a Rite Aid or something. She's, she's here with her mom. You're making that one up. No, I'm not. She's in wine somewhere. Some agent sees her and says, uh, here's my card. Give me a call. She comes in and, you know, one thing leads to another. Boom. She's walking home with an Oscar. You're saying we came this close to not having an Academy Award winning actress because she just got discovered well, accidentally. She would have gone on to a career of whatever she was going to do. I think she would have eventually got someone's attention. Mm. She's a very striking At woman. the bank. Well, but she was probably in line to be a bank teller. Or a, a lot of beautiful women in this town, but not all of them can act. No, that's true. You know, that's it. I went to a commercial audition once, and there were, it was one of these uh, venues where they uh, had different commercials they were auditioning for. And the other commercial next door, apparently the call went out, we need the most beautiful women in the world. Yes. We, we just need them. Between the ages of 24 and 29. Mm-hmm. And they were there, all of them, 15. Each one more beautiful than the other. And they all had that sad little look on their face because wherever they came from, they were the queen. And now they're but not they're the in this room anymore. and you're thinking, holy Jesus, look at all these beautiful women. Now, all of them can't act and some of them are going to quit. Some of them are going to get married. Some of them are going to go into the sex trade. But a few... I don't think they're going into the sex trade. Are you kidding? That's the first question they get asked out here. Are you willing to go into the sex trade? As a client? I don't know about that. I don't think I'd get any work in the sex trade. At this point, that ship has sailed, I think, for Uh, for both of us. (laughs) Unless there's... Hey... There's see. probably some nice old lady I'd who like wouldn't to see mind a you. Young fifty-year-old man in porn. Well, that's not the sex trade you would be in. You'd be in the "Can you take my car and get it waxed and then do an old lady a favor before bedtime?" Really? I'm, I think that that's still within your grasp. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think an old lady's going to show up money. She's going to go for a thirty-five-year-old. Yeah, well, I feel like that costs more. You're competing with that guy on price, Alan. It's not good. Yeah. I feel like you go to this audition, you see what happens. We'll talk about the sex trade next week. There was no, there was no time in my life I could have been a male prostitute. I think there, I think Hold there on, was. Hold on, let me be sad for a minute. Let me just embrace the sadness of that. <laughs> but that's a lie. You were a young man, and you could talk the talk. You could have been skinny. If skinny, didn't have the upper body. You don't need the upper body. Yeah, you I'm do. I'm telling you, yeah, you're yeah. 28, and yeah. there's some lady never, somewhere never, who's 68. Uh, Flat chested prostitutes don't exist. I'm sorry. I, I had no As caps. a man? As a no. No, women. You just got to... I'm transferring now. I'm just kind of doing the math. I don't There's know. There's no way any woman would have paid to have sex with me. I feel like you could have worked some kind of pool guy, pool boy angle. Pool boy? Have a little tummy. I'm skinny. I'm not a pool boy. They would just... They, and when I was a kid on the beach, even in high school, strangers would come up with a glass of milk. Because you were... So you need to drink You were this. so slim? Yes. You were skinny and you had a little tummy, did you uh, say? A priest asked me one time, he goes, what do you have, rickets? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. When Those I was the priests. altar boy. My arms are my arms today. Still, look how thin my arms are. They're slim. Slim? They're fucking sticks. But you work out. You told me you worked out today. Yeah, but that's just to get my, you know, heart going and deal with depression. And what kind of a workout do you do? It's just basic kind of different body parts one day and different the other and then rest. Do you go to the, what do you go to, L.A. Sports Fitness? No, stay away from those big boys. Equinox, no. do you go where Cher goes? Ish. No? They want to be around those gym monkeys. YMCA. Ish. I go to a hotel. I go to their gym. They have a great gym. Oh, because you can join some of these hotel gyms, yeah. can't you? Uh-huh. 
Interesting. That way there's Afterward. always a spooky guy in there working out. Not that you're the spooky guy. Here's, here's the best part about it. Yeah. Uh, they have the L.A. and New York Times uh, for free. Oh, you so you get you pay to join the gym, but you get a free subscription to the paper. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Did you ever meet any stewardesses on layover yeah. in the workout facility? No. Yeah. I pretty much keep to myself. I don't. I don't jaw people. I don't uh, eyeball. You know, every now and take a, a quick peek. But uh, I'm there. I'm all business. I'm in. I'm out. You got to watch out with the eyeball. And we were out to dinner last night, my wife and I, and she said, "Look at that couple over there." And it was sort of the classic older guy in pretty good shape who had kind of dyed his hair. You know, the problem with those hair dyes is they don't ever come out a shade that people's hair really is. Yeah. You know? Sad. So he was a, he had his hair dyed red, which must have been roughly how his hair used to be colored. It was dyed but red? Because sometimes I get that reddish thing, that henna thing going A tint? On. Tint? No. Yes. No. It was it dyed was, red? It was dyed red. And it was it was good as they go, but it, but it was off. And then he was with this blonde woman who had to be at least 20 years younger than him in a super skimpy outfit. So he was in the 60s, she was in his 40s, or he was in his 50s, she was in her 30s? I, you know, I would say it could have even been he was 60 and she was 27. Wow. Yeah. So or, that's a lot more than or 20. Or maybe 32. Yeah, I said at least. Yeah. But now that we're actually mapping Probably it out. Probably 30 years. Now that we're penciling it out. Yeah. It was a big age difference. Did she have fake breasts? I couldn't really suss that out. She didn't really seem... She seemed... She was dressed much younger than he was dressed because she was much younger than him, but she wasn't dressed slutty, that that porny, breasty thing. So did he rent her for the night, or was it he the sugar daddy? Or I couldn't really figure it out. Love it they, wasn't his daughter, I can tell you that. Yeah. They were canoodling? Yeah, there was a little canoodling hand. There was some hand-holy hand, hand holy business. Hand-holy business under the yeah. table? When we got there, there was another couple like that at the table on the other side of us. But that's the thing. You get to be... You it's go a good to a nice wife that points that out. Hmm? Yeah, that's a trick. So you're with your girlfriend, your wife, and there's a gorgeous woman over the table. And you, and you, and you say, you see that dress? I can see you in that dress. Is that dress... You know, you, you try to pick something out. Does she dye her hair? I don't, I don't think she looks good. My wife won't really always point out... She won't say, hey, look, there's a hot lady, but she did... It was one of those ones where she goes, hey, check out that couple over there, but don't look right now. And she goes, I told you not to look right now because uh-huh. I just looked. I can't help but I looked right at them. No, you can't do that. And then I had to pretend that I was looking at something past them out the window. No, they knew it. Yeah. That's what they do. They say, look, there's uh, Jake Johansson eyeballing us. Yeah. Well, I didn't good. mean to eyeball him. But you did. I feel like I'm lucky that I haven't had to... I haven't been in a... My hair is still holding up pretty much close to the color that it started. I got a few grays. Yeah. Hey, you too? Yeah, I get gray around the side. Well, I've lost yeah. hair on the top, so I keep it cut short now. I think you got it. You, you're allowed to fudge yourself about 10, 20 percent, but then when you get to trying to recreate something completely the way it used to be, and you have no, you don't even have a toe in the door anymore. That's when you're in trouble. Here's the thing: when you start to get some wrinkles and your neck starts to sag a little bit, which happens to guys in their 60s, you got to stop dyeing the hair. You got to stop dyeing the hair. It just it, you just own what you have, and just start wearing a tux all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you go on a tuxedo to Chipotle, you're gonna draw attention. That's you right. Don't even have to have a woman. I like you. burritos. Can you blame me? I'm off to host an award show right now, and that's right. why I'm in this tuxedo. Dig this. Watching the Emmys one night. This is many years ago. Uh huh. 
when Third Rock from the Sun was a hot show. And it was one of those co-hosting things. And John Lithgow was one of the co-hosts. And I went to Apple Pan. And they'd already shot the Emmys, but it was on a delay, so we could see it at a regular time. In, uh, uh-huh. And the Apple Pan is a little kind of burger and pie place on Pico Boulevard. Great place. Yeah, it is great. But it's, but it's it's not fancy. It's it's sort of classically not fancy, no, though. No, it's, it's not a, fancy. It's a counter. There's not but even it's backs a, But it's a cool stores. place to go. It is. Well, it's... I, I don't give a crap about cool. Really good burgers, excellent pie. Yeah. So you're in there after the Emmys. You're, the Emmys after, are on. No, the Emmys are on. But in walks John Lithgow in his tux with, I guess, his daughter or friend or something. Mm-hmm. And he's buying burgers. Yeah. And, uh... That John Lithgow. He's a regular guy. Yeah. Good actor. He is great. I think he won a few of those Emmys for that uh, yes. for that show. Yeah, he did. But that wasn't my favorite acting job of John Lithgow's. But. Well, he admitted, he goes, he said, oh, I won Emmys for doing this. Oh, my goodness. You know, because he just basically overacted and played it really big. Yeah, it was very, aluga. Yeah. What he was doing. But, you know, it was worked. He did it well. People loved it. It yeah, was great. It was a fun show. Yeah. Well, we're here in Hermosa Beach. We're very close to the club. Yeah, we got here. It's been it's been a while. It's it's a little bit sad that we're winding down. But uh, but long? stay tuned because we're going to do a post show. We're going to do a little post home. show on the way home. Yeah, and you you'll hear the okay, my lighter go up and the the inhalation of my one hitter and smoke a joint on the way out. Not Allegedly. I mean, a lot of that stuff can be duplicated in the studio, so yeah. if you're a police officer and you're listening... Oh, will you stop? Forget right. it. What's this he going to do? All get just, a time machine? It's all just theater of the mind, really, when you think about theater it. Theater of the we mind. We might not have even been driving down to Hermosa Beach. Jesus, I'm in, I'm in the car with Harold Plorman. Who's Harold Plorman? He's a famous producer. Living theater, the new theater. Uh, uh-huh. Worked with Odette's. Mm-hmm. Where does he get his oil change? Maybe I can get He's him to discover now. me. Oh, geez. So that's over. That ship for, has sailed also. See, I, I, there's something I don't like about Hermosa. It's, it's a little um, demographically flat. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty blonde. Oh, and the thing is, I leave these shows right away because I'm married... These, these girls after the show, they don't necessarily want to go to bed with you, but they want their picture taken with you. Right. And they're soft. Press, right before they go to bed. Press up against your arm as their boyfriend or husband fumbles with the camera. I feel like now it's you're getting into a little bit ju- of a zone. I'm trying no, to keep I, you out of this no, zone, Alan. And I jokingly say, oh, take your time. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody laughs. But really, it's the time of your life. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, and so you're looking for you, What you're saying to me is don't interrupt you when you're getting your picture taken after exactly. the show. Don't. Okay. Well, thanks, Alan. I'll look forward to the post show. Uh, me too, Jake. Great shortcut. Great idea. <laughs> It's pretty nice. Oh, that's your new lighter that you got from Madman. Mm-hmm. Script on the top. <sighs> Yet the machine's on. That's the most amount of time at a club and the least amount of time on stage. Yeah, it's that was it's a long it's a long evening for your ten minutes of stage time split up. 
five and five. But it's good to see Wayne Cotter. It's good to see a bunch of the comedians. Oh, I haven't seen Wayne in a couple of years. Yeah, I hadn't seen Wayne or Don uh, McMillan. That was great to see them. And some of the younger fellows. Nice to see them. I always enjoy Ryan Stout and his company. And uh, that, that's uh, Kid Drew. Have you seen him before? No. Yeah, he's good. I don't, did you watch him? Uh, yeah, no, I've seen him before many yeah. times. Okay. He's really good. Yeah. He's a nice guy. And he always loves to give me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing about him. Um, yeah, so we did it. We did our show. Now we're heading back. You've cooled off a little bit since the drive down. I feel like you're ready for the drive back. You're going to take the freeway. Was I was I heated up before? You didn't like my shortcut, which turned out not to be a well, shortcut. Well, it wasn't a... Yeah, but it was, I was kind of jokingly upset. But it was kind of weird that our whole purpose was to get there early so we could get on and off. It didn't really turn out that way. Thank God at Maury. Well, and still, we only got signed up in the middle of the show. We didn't really... Those were the earliest ones, so it yeah. was great. Well, it was a nice night. It was a fun night. It was a fun night. But as I said earlier, we will, I left the house at 5 p.m. to pick you up at 5.15. Right. It's now 11. It's now 11. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. I could have watched two movies and read a book for an hour and still have time to... Make love. Yes. Yeah, you could have done that as or well. made love and then watched a movie. Or not watched a movie. Whatever. Or the order doesn't really matter, yeah. I suppose. Well, we did it. But what really sparked me tonight, kept me up and awake, was the Uber cab argument. Oh, Mario Joyner was very, he was a hardcore endorser of Uber, that's for sure. And I think he misunderstood where I said, nobody needs Uber. Just at the time, this time in my life, I really don't have a use for it, but I'm sure I will some one day. I've been reading about Uber since it came out. Sure. And it's, I love it. Because you don't have to have a college education. They also have a... You, you oh, know, because you don't have a, have a college education to drive the Uber car. Right. I mean, or, you know... I was just up in Tacoma, and a young comic was telling me that was his job. That It was a great job. Yeah. Because you can decide when you want to be driving and when you want to be not driving. And, you know, some people don't want to go to college. It's not because they can't afford it. They just don't feel... It's useful. This is a podcast of sirens. Now, yeah, I can't is, uh, believe we got a, we're catching a siren on the way home. Six hours later, it would be it would be strange if this is how we found out that the world is falling <laughs> apart. You know? Oh my God! There's another siren. Listeners, now they didn't realize this was the California apocalypse. Yeah, this this was recorded right before the shit hit the fan, or just immediately after, because. Just- People did come to the late show. It's hard to believe that they wouldn't have known that the world was undone. There's also another thing uh, where people are picking up groceries or items for other people. I forget what it's called. I think Uber is this is a part of Uber. Um, they tried it with uh, Deliver Fresh years ago and it went belly up because they had to buy all these trucks and get insurance. But now it's like you go on, you, you hit the app, I need milk. I need cheese and... Uh, What's pick, the app for that? Pick up a screwdriver. It's, I forget what it's called. Pick up a screwdriver? Yeah, or whatever. And uh, then, 20 minutes later, someone will come to your house with all the items. Uh-huh. Grilled cheese sandwich, a screwdriver. Yeah. And a Halloween costume. There you go. Whatever you need. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that one. But, uh, yeah, the smartphone has really kind of changed 
how you can live your life. You don't you don't have to do anything. You can just sit there with your phone and Absolutely. do and have everything brought to you. Watch a movie on it, TV show, read a book. Mm -hmm. You could make a special on it, a comedy special on your phone, and then you can sell it on your phone, and then people can watch it on their phone. That's the next TV show. That's maybe where they're going to show the odd couple. You and I, odd couple is on. Uh, it's going to only be available on phones. No, I don't think it can only be available on phones. Yeah, you have to be able to watch it everywhere. You have to say now available on your phone. <laughs> That's you've been waiting. Yes. I know you didn't watch it when it was in the theaters. You didn't care to watch it when it was on your television. When it appeared on that little place where the numbers are in your microwave, you ignored it. But now, finally, it's available on your phone. Probably the microwave thing would that would be last, not, not before the phone. And there's one. This is a, the good thing about LA at night. Even on a weekend night at 11, every month, everybody is pretty much where they want to be, most of them at home. This is the perfect time, 11 o'clock, if you were driving home at 1.30, 2.30, in that, in the red hour at night, you know, when all the drunks have to go home, mm -hmm. that's a bad time to be driving home. Anyway, I feel like the mood has kind of wound down, so... Maybe we should just sign off on the podcast. What do you think? It sounds like you're not in the podcast. I got plenty of energy. No, I'm into it, but I feel like yeah, you're quiet. I'm quiet. I'm, well, what are we? Uh, you, and you don't edit. You're not going to edit this part out and get to like. Well, I'll, I'll cut a little bit out of what already happened. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't. Why don't we start from one? Start, start from just after the show again. Yep. Why don't we do that? Don't okay. cut this part out. This is where we can show off our acting chops. People are no, I see. So we'll leave what happened already happened, but we're, you and I are going to pretend that that didn't happen. Is that what you're saying? We're, what we're, what we're going to do is play a little theater game. It's right after the show. We just got the car. Okay. Okay. Are you happy with that? I, I, the name of it is pretty great because it explains exactly what we're doing. Right. Okay. One, two, three, go. Well, that was a good night, man. I'm telling you. That was a great night. I I really had uh, I had fun. It was a pleasure to see you do your stand up. Well, you know it's weird. You introduced me both shows. You went up before me. They ring the bell, and then you introduced me. And yep. tonight, uh, the first show, it was kind of a straight, nice intro. And uh, second show, a little bit of a dig. You want to explain <laughs> it to the people? Or? It wasn't really. It wasn't really a dig. Uh, well, just kind of a fun. I was dig. talking about getting older, and I had noticed in the first show that you also talked about getting older a little bit in your set. And so I thought it was funny after I had finished my talk to then say. Um, you're probably wondering if there's a guy older than me on the show, and there is. And then I introduced you. <laughs> but that was fun. It was fun. But here's the thing: when you first did your old stuff in the on the first show, yeah, I said, "Oh, geez, I can't, I can't do my old stuff." But you could. You still don't want to go up supposedly. You want to go over and get on the free. You do. I'm going to get on uh, Rosecrans. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm taking you home to Venice, aren't I? You are. Yeah. I don't need to get on the freeway for that. Well, you can whip a Yui. Here we go. We haven't done a U-turn on the podcast. <laughs> no, we this haven't. This is the first U-turn uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Well, we've already heard enough. We know that the cops are busy elsewhere, so I wouldn't worry. Obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about getting in any trouble. Somebody found Jimmy Hoffa. Not on a night like tonight. Now, they don't know where Jimmy Hoffa is, do they? I mean, they all these theories. They don't. They don't he's in a, But he's poured into a concrete foundation of something, right? Is that yeah, what you probably, think? or uh, put in a blender and made into Mai Tais. Uh... 
but I remember when he was uh, kidnapped, when he was went missing, a friend of mine's father was uh, with the FBI. And oh, yeah? A couple weeks later, and he goes, my dad's excited. He goes, why? He goes, they've got a beat on Jimmy Hoffa. It was like... They got him. They're going to find him. They're going to find out where yeah, he is. they're going to find it. It's, like, really exciting. So... Now, to, to fill in, can you just quick do a summary if people are listening and they don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is? No, I can't do that. You can't? I'm not, okay. not going to insult my audience that way. Yeah, Google that. Google uh, Jimmy Hoffa. He was president of the Teamsters, came up, formed the Teamsters of America Trucking Union in this country when we needed unions yep. and workers... We're being exploited. Sure. Not just minorities, not just farm workers, everyone, white, black, Latino, men and women, raked over the fucking coals. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. But there was a little bit of a rumor about him that he was connected to the, you know, the bad, the there mob. There was no rumor. It was with the mob. They had all their pension money. They all gave right. it to the mob. Maybe, do you want to put up your window? Do you oh, get I'm a little sorry. bit of a audio quality yeah. boost? Yeah, this is going to be nice. You're going to enjoy <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen. How's that? So... I don't know. Like, like, I don't know, Jake. I was kind of listening to it. Felt like I was in the car with you guys. And that's why I put up the window because who, turn it's, on the hard, it's hard for us in the car. Here's three cops right here. They got somebody pulled over. Serious oh. situation. Oh, you're under arrest. Yeah. Um, so weird. It's a black dude, huh? <laughs> the police have a bad reputation. Yeah. For that, and or a deserved reputation because there you go. We everybody has a bad reputation. Police. White guys, black guys, Latinos. We've all got a bad reputation. It just depends on who you talk to. Okay. Were you finished with the Jimmy Hoffa story? Because I kind of felt like there might be something so more to that. When Jimmy I mean. Hoffa was, you know, tied up uh, with the mob. If you want to see a movie about Jimmy, there's plenty of uh, documentaries. Just Google them. Or uh, a great movie with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I was going to say. Danny DeVito mm-hmm. called Hoffa, uh, which gives you that human side. And for some people, let me get off on a tangent here. <laughs> they have to, instead of a documentary, they can't connect unless they see it uh, dramatized. You know what I mean? Like people could see. Uh, they don't want to see still of, photos of Jimmy Hoffa and somebody describing of what actually happened, or, or interviews or of people who knew him. They want to see Jack Nicholson pretend to be Jimmy Hoffa. Right. Like people could look at films of the Holocaust and see a documentary about the Holocaust. But until they see something like Schindler's List, to some people, that has more of a profound effect on them because it's Mm. personal. Rather, seeing a documentary on the Holocaust is just so fucking overwhelming and sad. Yeah. Horrifying. So, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, Well, look, I feel like this second half of the podcast has kind of gone deep. Do you have any, do you have any kind of lighthearted stories you can tell? Is this what it's about? Oh, the Jake Johansson, lighthearted. Dear Jimmy, well, no, I'm saying I don't call in to hear about the Holocaust and Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I know who Jimmy Hoffa is. I, don't I know, and Hoffa. I know racism when I hear it. And I don't have to listen to a couple of half-assed comedians explain well, who Jimmy Hoffa was. Right. That's you got me there. I was. I didn't. I didn't really feel like I was pandering or uh, patronizing my audience. I, I felt like I was helping. I'm hoping that there are people listening who don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're right. You're right. That's who you hope is listening uh-huh. nowadays. Young person, curious about life, turn into the right show, kid. Wants to know. And you're not a kid. You're a human being. And we're not half-assed. We're two very good comedians. Fully asked. Aren't we? Yeah, I well, think so. I think we're pretty good. Don't you... That was a solid night. Um, you don't want to go to LAX terminals. You want to get over there. Of course I do. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm, you know, I'm on a podcast, so I'm not really paying attention. I know it's tricky to because we're, yeah, we're doing a show and we're driving home, and we almost went straight to uh, the terminals at LAX, but where we could have gotten out and gone to any town and performed. Probably, probably done a longer set for free, but we couldn't have gotten a nicer dinner. Wouldn't have been as good a company. No, it's nice night. That's a great thing about, you know, you and I, like we said earlier, have been in this business a while, and we're meeting younger people who have been in it 20 years. And it just, there's so much interesting comedy, and everyone had a different point of view. Every comedian was different, but I'm pretty sure every comedian did very well tonight. It was a really nice crowd. Yeah, well, they're into it. They're used to these shows, I think, and they really like them. The 20, tonight was 20 comics all doing five minutes, but usually on Friday, Saturday, the rest of the year... They do 10 doing 10 minutes, right? Yeah, 10 or 7 or 8 minutes. Mm-hmm. Great place to go work out a set. Great place to try a new joke. Just good to go and just oil up the comedy machine and kick it out. Love it. Or just to spend a night away from your wife and pets. Right. And my wife likes it. She comes down? No, when I'm out of the house. <laughs> when I'm out of the house, it's great. She, you know, she catches up on TV... She reads, plays with the cat, she likes quiet. What do you mean catches up on TV? There's no TV when you're home? Oh, there's TV, but, you know, she DVRs certain shows. Uh-huh. And uh, she'll watch those. What are the shows that she likes that you don't like? Oh, I like stuff she watches. Okay. You ever watch uh, America's Top Model? No. Not into it. I, I'm, I'm not interested in it either. But, but your my, wife? No, my daughter mentioned that she saw it at this uh, slumber party. Oh, that's why you got no sleepaways. I just don't feel like I want to get into America's Top Model. I don't think it's appropriate for for young girls. I, or women of any age. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yes, I, I don't have a moral problem with it, but at 10 years old, it's kind of a superficial world. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine it, your daughter learning uh, interesting life lessons or just enjoying... Uh, well, right, it's a, it's a show for... We're adults, and we're all used to the stupid, fucked-up fact that... Uh, that there's a huge premium placed on exterior, outer, your looks, your appearance. Absolutely. You don't want to be teaching a little kid that that's what's important. You know, they'll, they'll She'll have find to, find, that, they have to find that out soon enough, right? And let them find out the hard way. I don't think she's going to find out the hard way because she's a good-looking kid. Yeah, that, you're so lucky because it's tough to have. Yeah, Probably believe me, it's two guys who found out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I was not a, a good-looking kid oh, growing man. up. I was not a good-looking kid either. I was super nerdy. Yeah. I was, uh, how old were, How old were you when you uh, lost your virginity? 37. <laughs> yeah, see? I was, uh, I was 18. Yeah, I was yeah. 19, see? Yeah. That's old by a lot of today's standards. I you're, think you're better off waiting for sex till then. I really do. And well, I'm not trying to, I don't have a moral problem. I wish I could have had sex earlier. We're not going to put this in the show. I don't think we should. No. Let's let's turn off the recorder right now and <laughs> okay. call it a night. Okay. Hey, Alan. <laughs> Pretend that you didn't just tell that story, but we're just going to say goodnight. I okay? swear to God. I, no, I need the microphone. I need all the technology. Uh, hey, Jake, that was fun, man. Thanks. That was fun. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. <laughs> I'm driving. Yeah, I know. And you're a great guest. <laughs> Not such a good driver. Alan Havey is a great guest, ladies and gentlemen, and he's not a bad driver. 
he just was suffering from a person who had a bad idea about how to get to a place that he had been to before. And that's me. I didn't, I didn't, there wasn't a shortcut. We had a great time. It was a really great night. I'm sorry that this episode is as late as it is, but I had conflicts of my career priorities and I had, I had to follow the money, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm back. Here's this episode. Thank you for listening. Don't give up. I won't give up. And I will be here next week. Maybe not on the exact day you expect me, but I am coming. I will not leave you behind. Talk into the machine, please. I'm talking. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.